Welcome into Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. The Detroit Opera House has been a gem in the city of Detroit for more than 100 years. Christine Gerke, soprano extraordinaire, and the Detroit Opera Associate Artistic Director, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us on Opportunity Detroit. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Let's talk first about you. I want to talk about the Detroit Opera, the Detroit Opera House, but I want to talk about you and your amazing career. Tell us a little bit just about how you got into opera and what you've been doing all these years, Christine. Oh, so much. Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I grew up on Long Island in New York, and I was always interested in music, but I didn't really sing. And in fact, I was planning to be a high school band teacher. I was a clarinet player. And um, I was put into a position, as many of the people who study music are, that we are supposed to be able to pick up a piece of music and just be able to sight read it. And it turned out they were more impressed with my voice in college than they were with my clarinet playing, which was a blow to my ego, but (laughs) a a blessing in disguise. Um, I, I started studying opera just in college, and it turned out that it was um, a, a real remarkable moment in my life that turned everything around for me and set me on the path that I feel that I should have been on and that I'm still on. I went through college. I was uh, accepted into the training program for young singers at the Metropolitan Opera. And from there, I started to do smaller roles and uh, a lot of things uh, in sort of early music like Mozart and Handel and um, Beethoven, and but people saw bigger things in my future. And uh, I am very happily landed in the Bugs Bunny Spear and Magic Helmet repertoire at the moment. <laughs> so I do a lot of Strauss and Wagner, and it is it is amazing. And I've been doing this for nearly three decades, and it's the, been the biggest gift of my life. But I we all think about at some point, we won't be singing anymore. And I always knew that what I wanted to do was to go into administration in some way so that I could continue to help care for the art form that I have loved my, my entire life. And so when the opportunity arose for me to become a part of the administrative team and the leadership team here at Detroit Opera, it was a no-brainer. And uh, we packed up my family and became Detroiters. And I survived the lodge nearly every day, so I'm official. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, I talk about the Detroit Opera House being a gem in the city of Detroit. You're a gem for us. You performed at the Met. You have an amazing career. So you're still singing, and now you're in the administrative part of the Detroit Opera, too. Wow, this is impressive. Well, it's a bit like juggling kittens, but it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So talk to us a little bit about all of the great things going on right now at the Detroit Opera House. What's happening there? Well, I mean, right now we are very excited. We just opened um, um, Osvaldo Goliroff's uh, Fountain of Tears, or Aina Damar, last night. It's a contemporary piece that is absolutely astounding. Huge success. I am I'm begging everyone not to miss the opportunity to see this piece. It is, as I say, contemporary opera, which might make people nervous, but it's a very short piece. Uh, It is really remarkable because it uses a lot of sort of mixed media. We have everything from acoustic voice to um, digital sound 
to amplified voice. And also what's the most incredible thing about it is the story is that of a poet, Spanish poet, Federico Lorca. And it is about his life. And, you know, Fountain of Tears doesn't exactly sound like a party. However, (laughs) it is remarkable and it is filled with life. The Fountain of Tears refers to the place where he was executed. Again, Mm. this doesn't sound like a party. But what Lorca stood for was remarkable. This was during the Spanish Civil War. And he stood for feminism and liberty and poetry and freedom. And he, these things that he spoke of at the time, uh, persecution for marginalized people, you know, um, things that were not allowed to be spoke of, as I said, like feminism and homosexuality. This is the reason that he was persecuted and killed. And that happened during the Spanish Civil War. It could very well have happened last week. So, I mean, it's incredibly topical. The coolest thing I have to say about this piece is the fact that it is sort of flamenco-based as well. So the kind of rhythms that are coming from our orchestra, which is a normal opera orchestra, with added instruments and guitar and percussion, and the amount of flamenco dancing in this piece, it it, it viscerally moves you the moment it starts. And Mm. I mean, I I had hairs on my arms up all last night, and I know I work there, but I'm telling you, don't miss this. And you've got some other big events coming, too. We do. I mean, one of the things we also have, we have a training program. Uh, This was really important for me as I started my career with a training program for singers who are emerging artists. And uh, uh, we have coming up on the 13th, which is just around the corner at Christchurch Cranbrook. Uh, I'm doing a recital with our director of the resident artist program and our head of music, Nathalie Doucet, along with our resident artists. And that is at the very, very low price of free. So uh, we would love for folks to join us there. Wow. And the Children's Youth Choir, they have a show just around the corner, too. Indeed. And, you know, this is, we have so many aspects of the different ways we look at music encompassing all of the things in our company. And what I love about it is it's able to reach out into the community the way that it does. So, I mean, it's it's exciting for us. It's a very exciting spring and very jam-packed. <laughs> and I know you've announced the next season, and I have saw some fabulous performances coming for the new season for the 2023-24 season, Christine Gerke. Yeah, we're, we're terribly excited about that, actually. Uh, we are opening that season with a new production to us of uh, Puccini's Madama Butterfly, and uh, it's actually a very beautifully done production, but it's got a little bit of a modern twist to it. So mm-hmm. the production itself is going to be very interesting and worth seeing. We are doing uh, Yuval Sharon's uh, brilliant, I'm so excited about bringing this to the Opera House, uh, Cunning Little Vixen by Janacek, which is not done all that often. So it's a really friendly piece for the families and a great first one for folks who have never been to the opera before. Again, lots of mixed media, digital imagery. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to bring that one to everyone. We also are doing a work that has been written in the last 15 years by a brilliant composer. Uh, her name is Missy Mazzoli, and her librettist is Royce Fabric, and it is called Breaking the Waves, and it is after the Lars von Trier film. Uh, the 
music is actually, when people think, again, of contemporary opera, some people get a little nervous. It is melodic. It is beautiful. It is haunting. And again, she uses cool elements in the orchestra, like electric guitar, uh, mixed in with traditional orchestral instruments. So to me, that's going to be absolutely incredible. And uh, there's also going to be a really cool, if you're a John Cage fan, uh, Yuval Sharon is going to be doing his Your Operas 3 and 4. And uh, casting for that will be uh, coming soon. But let's just say there will be a few names that you will absolutely recognize there. Oh, that's interesting. It sounds like you have worked hard to bring something for everyone to the Detroit Opera, Christine Gerke. Well, that's exactly the point, isn't it? I mean, I have to say, this the planning is all Yuval Sharon. I am lucky to be able to have a conversation with him and be part of this. And um, often I, I help with a lot of the casting. But it is absolutely the, the mission is to engage with our specific community. If art cannot engage with our community, not just everyone. I mean, it is something that is for everyone in the world, but... Our job here is to engage with Detroiters and to bring something to them that reflects our lives here. And I feel really strongly as though the planning for the next couple of seasons, it does bring something for everyone. And can you give our listeners information on how to get tickets for all of these wonderful events? Absolutely. First of all, I absolutely invite you to come. If you have never been to the Detroit Opera House, you mentioned that it was a gem. Mm. It is the most unassuming building from the outside. You will never expect what you find when you walk inside. It's worth coming just to see the building. But if you're interested in knowing more about our season, you can go to DetroitOpera.org, and it will give you all of the information about our upcoming season, as well as the remaining two performances of Aina Damar, Fountain of Tears, and about our recital series. Christine Gerke, soprano extraordinaire, and the Detroit Opera Associate Artistic Director. Thank you so much for your time today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Have a wonderful day. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit. We'll be back right after this. (laughs) 